Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Parkinson Spiegel Show. Spend some time with our friends Danny Parkins and Matt Spiegel. Yes. Afternoons on the score. Well, first of all, somebody at Cranes decided that he wanted to write... That the White, that you're looking at the Bears at the White Sox lease, you know, has six or seven years left to go, and the White Sox have some options, and they might move out of the city, they might move out of town, they might go to Nashville. That wasn't us. That was a guy at Cranes. Now, ever since the article came out, well, I've been reading about that. I've been threatening to move the team to Nashville. I mean, that, that article didn't come from me, but it's obvious if we have six years left, I think that's what it is. We got to decide. Are we, you know, what's what's the future going to be? And you know, we'll 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 get to it. But I've never I've never threatened to move out. We we haven't even begun to have uh, discussions with the sports authority, which we'll have to do soon. That was from the last Jerry Reinsdorf press conference. Is someone at Cranes? These pesky people at Cranes mm. just keep reporting. That was an epic day, wasn't on it? What he's doing. Remember, remember that day. When all of a sudden he decided to speak, because we had we had done segments leading up to that of like, when's the last time Jerry like spoke to assembled baseball media? Because he's he's as big as it gets in town still. Like, and the specter of his personality has hung over two franchises for this long, and to get a chance to ask him questions and talk to him is very, very, very rare. And that day. What, I mean, that, some of the most compelling live radio I've ever been a part of. You and me sitting here and just listening to that and Tanny letting us stop it every once in a while and just kind of talk about it and discuss it. Texters were freaking out. Listeners were freaking out because you don't hear him. You don't hear him talk. And he was so completely above everything. And able- I lost my train of thought. I feel like Mitch McConnell. Oh, God. That was a great moment. Uh, well, th- that was- you know, I heard on some telecast or podcast or something that I inadvertently watched. <laughs> Which is how it works. That's what happens with podcasts. You just inadvertently consume them. Now go ahead and ask me whatever you want to ask me, and I'll answer whatever I feel like. I mean, it's so smug. 
Well, can I remember for like months leading up to that, man, I was saying, I was like, you know, it kind of dawned on me that he's never spoken on the record since I'd been doing this job. Yeah, we, we did the research. We're asking <laughs> Sully, asking others. And it was like, yeah, sometime in the 90s. Yeah. yeah. I was like, <laughs> wait, what? Uh-huh. Wait, really? Not not a, not a quote, not a not a comment, I don't think. Like that, that had happened. But, but a, an open press conference where reporters could ask him questions. Come sit down in the dugout and have everybody come over and let's talk. How often is Tom Ricketts available? Often. Often available. Yeah. Uh, so that was, that was crazy. That was a crazy thing. Then, and it didn't go well for him that day in terms no. of the public response and everything. So when he speaks, when he opens his mouth, it's often very, very damaging because of the smugness and, uh, and the ruthlessness and tone deafness and, of it all. And, and, and I will, I will say this, and I guess it's to be fair to Reinsdorf but to, and, and Ricketts and all, it's just not a sympathetic class of people. Tom Ricketts is an accessible owner who buys beers with fans and sits in the stands and gives interviews and gives press conferences. And he gave a press conference a couple of days ago, and I didn't love it. (laughs) I don't want to say anything about what the White Sox are doing. You know, so I'm just being honest. It it is very— Oh, yeah, it's it's tough for them to come off well. (laughs) It's just just hard. And you know why? They have a billion-plus dollars. And so that's just like their—that's their lot of life. It's hard for those of us who don't to really— Exactly. Exactly. So I will just say— Oh, for you. There are not many— Yeah, the original's better. They're not—like, Jerry Jones— he talks a lot. Oh yeah, it doesn't. It's not great. It doesn't do him a lot of good. <laughs> it's, Mark Cuban in sports, generally one speaking, the, does pretty good. One of the rare ones. Yeah, has had some tough moments. So, yes. uh, some awful moments. Yeah, yes. the, the lawsuits of workplace and conduct getting oh, yeah, gr- no, getting horrific. grilled by Rachel Nichols. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, he's. But generally speaking, when the billionaire sports owner speaks. It doesn't go over well with the masses, with the common person. Yeah, and this is a tricky moment because what Jerry's trying to do here is very aggressive, and he's really being very deliberate about it. I mean, when remember when the whole thing got leaked to the Sun-Times? It was all there. It was all there, all the drawings, everything. Nobody heard about it, and then poof, there it is. It's all there. You see the Bears playing catch-up. Oh, no, we're really interested in, in, in being on the lakefront. Well, maybe we should work together, uh, you know, said, said Kevin Warren. Meanwhile, Jerry's already down in Springfield trying to hustle this along through the spring legislative session. The fall might be too late, I heard Mark Gannis say the other day. Well, because he says in this Cranes thing, I don't want to be in competition with the McCaskies. Yeah. No, you want to beat them. You want to beat him. <laughs> you want to you want to win before it is a competition. But he also says in there that he's spoken to the McCaskies, which is interesting because he and Michael used to hate each other, but it's apparently not the case with with George, perhaps. So, but anyway, so I want to read at least two of these quotes here, and the phone lines are open. And talk to Shane and Tanny about it as as lifelong white. You Sox suspect fans. those guys will be triggered by some of these I, quotes from Jerry? Well. In this important moment of messaging, I got Jerry, one in particular. <laughs> did Jerry mess it up? The first, uh. the first quote, the when he says basically that the team cannot succeed at its present location. Quote: The economics of baseball have completely changed. Referencing that top ball players signed contracts worth as much as seven hundred million dollars. Quote: At the location we're at now. We cannot generate the revenue needed to pay those salaries, he said, referring to the residential Bridgeport uh, Bridgeport home. He said, 
even after winning the World Series in 2005, quote, we didn't crack the 3 million attendance mark, something that World Series winners routinely accomplish. Oh, my God. He's crapping on you, the Sox fans, for not showing up enough in 2006, let alone all these years where but, he gave you a garbage product. But what, is there an apology, like just mm-hmm. below that in the quotes? It's like, hey, to all the uh, season ticket holders, like my father, who held on to those tickets well after maybe he should have. Like, is there like, hey, sorry that we didn't give you a competitive ball club in those years following the World Series, other than the outlier 2008? You know, is there, is there like, hey, sorry we didn't put more money into the payroll to keep that good core afloat and maybe have another crack? At, at the commissioner's trophy. Is there anything like that in there? It was left out. It was left out. It must have been chopped for for space. But you know what's amazing? He cites the three million mark. Yeah. Do you guys know what they drew in two thousand six? No, I was just going to see two point four something. Two point nine. Two point nine. Two point nine five. <laughs> two million nine hundred thousand fifty or two hundred ninety. Uh, Wow. 106. Hey, no, no, yeah, I, I two, got it right here. 112, 129, 101, 126, 148, 116, 152, 117, 103. I apologize. Uh, 2,957,414 fans. They were ninth in MLB in attendance. They, they drew 89.9% of their uh, potential capacity, which put them eighth overall third, in all of baseball. Third in the American League. It's the Darren Erstad effect, baby. <laughs> You bring in, in DE to lead off in 2006. I, mean, I, think, they, I think that was the year after. But this is like. I don't think so. But, but they, they ran Frank Thomas out of town. And you still managed to get all those people coming to the ballpark. I mean, they have had an attendance problem often throughout history. But blaming the fans for their attendance problem is some of the worst public relations I have ever heard. That's I, not how you do it. But it's been baked into their product for as long as the, i've been a fan seemingly like you hear it from every level every level of the organization like, hey, if we had a little more fan support yep. you know dude it's a, it but just looking at the data it is a direct correlation which we know if you build it they will come if you build the winning product the fans will come and so you won 90 games in 06 third in the american league 72 games 72 wins in 07 you're still fifth in baseball in attendance Averaging thirty three thousand a game, mm. two point nearly two point seven million people. Uh, next year, uh, the 08 season that you referenced, two point five million fifth, and then a bunch of losing seasons where you see ninth in the American League, tenth in the American League, a couple of thirteenths in the American League in terms of attendance. But then, two thousand twenty, I know it was a COVID year, but. When they were allowed to have, so what, it says third in attendance, but then the next year, 2021, fifth again in baseball. What did you do that year? 93 wins. Fifth in the American League. Fifth in the American League. Yeah, in the American it, League. I mean, but, look, I mean, by but 2021, that, that's who you're competing with. Yeah, but 2021 and 2022, I'm sure he thought that attendance would have been better. Uh, but because that was, you know, that, that's that's some of your your winning window time. That's what it's supposed to be. And they're 13th in 2021 with 1.5 mil. But but whatever, you've got issues, and it's not just the neighborhood or the ballpark. But by the way, the ballpark is 100% your fault for all the choices you made. You just can't you can't blame the neighborhood and the ballpark when you're the one that chose the neighborhood and the ballpark. So. That quote is obviously not going to go over well. And then there is 
says the team will almost certainly be sold after his death, and the big money is in the hands of outsiders who want to move the team to Nashville or another location. Noting he's about to turn 88, Reinsdorf said, quote, when I'm gone, uh, his son Michael, quote, will have an obligation to do what's best for other investors of the Sox. That likely means putting the team up for sale. The team will be worth more out of town. Yeah, that that's the the biggest news I thought in there was the full-on open admission that as soon as he dies, his, his kids are selling it. And this all comes with Michael Reinsdorf sitting next to him during the interview and saying nothing, which is just such a... Uh, like a filmic kind of sad uh, symbol of, of of what has gone on here as Jerry still flails away trying to run this thing and doing it poorly and trying to salvage this thing right now and trying to like, you know, get another chance to do it right. And the family doesn't really care that much. His heirs don't, don't care. The only way they care right now is that this deal would raise the value when they sell it as soon as he dies. Right. Which is really kind of sad. But someone needs to get Rob Manfred back on the record. Like that, because he said positive things about the 78 project and the new stadium and all that. Like he, he was on the record with that. That was when it really tipped everybody off. That was like, oh man, this is being fast tracked way quicker than any of us even realized because it's a good idea like that's the thing that that's where i struggle with it and i feel like some people are kind of you know mixing everything together I, I i loathe so many things about what jerry has done and and so many things about what he says and everything but this particular freaking idea is a great idea it's a well, last well, gasp but the idea that comes with a billion in public financing, is that a good idea? No, the middle ground that hopefully they would get to after, like, the, the governor says, hey, we're not going to give you all of this. Let's find a middle ground. Like, well, how much can you raise? Yada, yada. And let's not give you the tiff, perhaps. Right. Like, that new, kind new, of thing. New, new stadium at the 78, not paid for by the public in large part. I, I, well, it, it, I, I don't know about in large part because the, because the state and the city do believe that this is a good investment. Like, they will believe that. Well, I mean, that is not, we'll see. They believe that stadiums are good investments, Danny, historically. And I do believe now. Like, I still think this thing is going to get, it. this is going to get traction. It may happen because th- there is income on the yearly. I know it sucks that they do this. They kick the can down the road for 30 years with these bonds. But then every year they'll have this sales tax income and this other income that they can point to to pay their bills on the year they want the tourism of a new stadium they want the team to be here and, and all of that right but again, right but there is plenty of data that shows that the stadiums do not make up for the public what they do for the private business owners i i i i understand but it, mm-hmm. but it's also the way that business is done in not just in this state, but all over the country. Like, you, you spend money to make money. You're like, oh, well, you know, let's but kick it down the road. They don't often and do it. make money. The, the new, the, you know what I mean? The new stadiums don't often make money. They Over the 30-year run. Over the 30-year run, they don't. They, they might not. Some do, some do not. But in, in the next few years, as they've kicked the can down the road, this is, this is, what, this is what state governments do. But anyway. Uh, but, so, but, but the... So he is what I'm interested in there about the playing, the moving the team card. And then we'll get to some calls here in just a second. Like a guy I texted who he's not an owner of a team, but he's very informed on how major league baseball works. David Eckstein could have been. He said, he's like, the the owners will never approve it. 
they won't approve turning Chicago into a one-team town and turning the whole market. It's too big to turn it over just to the Cubs. Like they, they want to have a National League team and an American League team in the third biggest city just like they do in L.A. and just like they do in New York. Mm-hmm. They're not, they're not going to do that. There's, just, there's too many people here. There's a, this is, they're about to celebrate the 125th year of the White Sox. This isn't, this isn't the Rays. You know, it, it, it's not the A's who were in Philly before that. Yeah, this team's Kansas been here City. for 125 years, uh-huh. and and the and Major League Baseball ownership approval is going to approve giving the Ricketts the biggest market share of any team in the sport because New York has to split it because LA has to split it. Yeah, they, look, I I, I, I I don't I. So, I respect your source. I respect that info. I I don't I don't know. I, I don't know. But what, I don't I don't either. Because because what I do know is like at MLB MLB as as Bernsey was saying in transition MLB could change their mind, have a short uh, a, a short sighted idea, and allow it to happen. Who the hell knows? It, here's one other thing, and it sucks to even have to consider just before we take the calls. In three years, when the next collective bargaining agreement comes up. There's going to be a massive work stoppage. They might miss a year because what has changed now is the RSN, the regional sports network yes. money going away, yes. has destroyed whatever was functional about an already problematic model. Okay, The owners are going to try and demand a salary cap. And then if that happens, there ought to be a salary floor. And we know the, that, that some owners won't want that. So they'll fight amongst themselves. And then the players union will be all pissed off about all sorts of stuff, of course. And it's going to be an ugly, long work stoppage. And there will be no expansion before that happens. So there'll be no expansion in, in these next three years before they do that. Downtown Jim is on the score. What up, Jim? Yeah. Hey, I think it's a perfect spot to, it looks like a perfect spot for me. Uh, I'm hoping they get the stadium built. Uh, you cool with the public paying for it? Oh, absolutely. Because remember this. It, it took 88 years for a team to win a World Series in Chicago. And they have two teams, two baseball teams in the same city, and that went for 88 years. It's mathematically impossible. <laughs> if you went to Vegas and bet $5 in 1917 that you had two teams in the same city, wouldn't win a World Series, they'd put your name on the marquee in Las Vegas. That's how, you know. What does that have to do with the public paying for the stadium? Well, you know, because by the time they paid, the Sacks won't win a World Series probably for another 50 years anyway. So what difference does it make? <laughs> and, and the same with the Cubs. The Cubs aren't going to win a World Series for 50 years. So what so, difference does it make? So is your, is your cynicism saying go ahead and pay for it? Is that what's happening? Why not? Why not? Nobody's going to win a World Series here anyway. So what difference does it make? <laughs> well, then, would that be an argument I mean, to that's not impossible. pay for it? It's, just, it's impossible for your team to win the World Series here. That's but bo- but bo- bo- both of them have. Yeah. Well, I know, but it took, what, what, 100, it took the Cubs, what, 108 years? 110, 112, Yeah, it took a, lot, it took a long time. Years. It took them 108 years. It took the sacks 88 years. So the way I figure, we'll all be dead and gone by the time this day. Goes up, but nobody's going to see a World Series anyway. Hey, so dude. What difference does it make? You know, right, thank you, Jim. You know that's so funny because I'm telling you, there's lots of state officials who feel that way. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, well, you know, I know it might uh, be a problem for our debt uh, down the road. Uh, might be an issue there, but this will help us cover our bottom line in three years and four years and for that next decade. We'll have this money to help our bottom line. I mean, that's that's how they look at this stuff. Man, Mike in Northbrook is on the Parkinson Spiegel show. What up, Mike? 
Yeah, I just turned you guys on, and I have to commend you for the way that you're maturely talking about this compared to the way the guys talked about it this morning. They would just as soon see the Sox lead town, and you guys realize that this is a two-team town, number one. The other thing with the, with the way it's going to get paid is the perception of the public. It's not going to come out of state sales tax. It's not going to come out of or, or local. It's not going to come out of income tax or real estate taxes. Most of it's going to come out of uh, the, uh, the issuance of bonds, which people are allowed to buy if they want, no one's enforcing them to, and this 2% hotel-motel tax, which nobody who lives here pays. It's all people out of town. So when they say that the taxpayers are paying it, you got you got to really understand where these revenues are coming from. They're not coming out of the average blue collar worker. Well, but, the, but, but the but the argument is, of course, that the hotel tax that is paid for by people who come here, you are spending the money on the stadium, but you could spend it on public right, schools. You, you could allocate the resources that. to something that isn't a billionaire's vanity project before he dies. Okay, I understand that, but uh, getting keeping the socks here is. Through thick and thin. I mean, look, they have, they have good years and bad years, and when they're good, they're very enjoyable. Same with the Cubs. But look, your your point your, your point about the two percent. Thanks for the call, Mike. Is extremely important because it is not a new tax, it is not an increased tax, and it is perceived by tons of lawmakers because it is true that it is predominantly paid for by tourists. And right now, that two percent is going to pay off the Soldier Field renovations. Um, the White Sox, At, which are not paid off yet. I know, I know. <laughs> and, and they're getting a new stadium. Yep, and, and this and this would kick it down the road another thirty years, but it would not be changing. It would just be letting that two percent that already exists go to the same kind of thing, and, but just for a longer period of time. And it's a new stadium. It's a new, fancier stadium, which should draw better and keep your tourism coming. That is a massive reason why I think this thing is probably going to happen because it's tangible facts and figures with no new or increased taxes to go along with the fear of a new owner taking them out of town. Because a new owner who buys with this stadium done or this stadium just about done is going to be like, I'm sitting on a gold mine. Look at me. I'm sitting on this unbelievable deal for this stadium on the the south branch of the river. This is going to be great. The a lot of people want to weigh in, and this story has evolved very fast in terms of public perception, in my mind, at least from where I'm sitting. Uh, it's actually kind of remarkable from where it started to where it is now. Parkinson, speak on the score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, 
the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. The brand has taken on a large amount of, of challenges. Afternoons on the score. Well, if I were a fan, I'd be pissed. I'd be very angry. Right, you're right. All right, I want to hear more from you guys. Jerry has spoken. We will get back to calls in a little bit. Shane, you want the uh, new White Sox Stadium with public tax dollars? Look at yeah, the- I don't really care. You I don't, just I, I don't really care if the public pays for it. I don't care if it's part of my... I'm a, I'm a Chicago resident. I don't care if it's part of my tax dollars. I don't care. Okay. Shut up. This is how it's done all the time. And the world moves on. We're going to be in debt, this country, this city, this state, for the rest of eternity. This, this is, these are American values. <laughs> debt is an American value. Let it happen. Shut up. <laughs> Take the new nice thing and be happy. Because you're going to want to go more. I know that we, like, Jerry doesn't deserve it. The organization doesn't deserve it. Fans deserve one nice thing. If it's not going to be the team, I want to sit in a more comfortable stadium. At, Stadium's at, not bad. That's strong. It's not. I, I, I love his perspective because I, I don't know. It just feels very, it, it, you're, you're accepting the ways of the universe. Yeah. Um. And right. I, 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 he who has the gold makes the rule, right? That's the golden rule. You can't change the power of the billionaire. But so often that sucks. And I know that this sucks on a lot of levels. But there's also a really, really good thing at the end of it, which is a better stadium and a healthy franchise for 30 years for the new owner to hopefully do a lot better job and a nicer place for you to go to go see your team and, and, and stay in a two-team town. Like that, that, is, that is the nicer part of it. It does exist in the calculus here. Sure. I mean... Even talking to Dan and Lawrence, they've both said at different times like that they are pro new stadium in certain circumstances. Like, uh, you know, I, and, and it's always it comes with the but I don't want to pay for it, which is fine. But the idea of the new stadium is great. What's changed for me is I thought that there was a better chance, and there still, of course, could be. Uh, that my thing the whole time has been the stadium isn't that nice. It's fine, but it's old, and every other stadium that was built before it, other than Wrigley, Dodger Stadium, Fenway, the team is either doing a massive renovation, like they're doing in Toronto, building a new stadium downtown, like Kauffman, like Mm -hmm. in in Kansas City, or it sucks, like Tropicana. That's the list of stadiums older than guaranteed rate fields, like those seven stadiums. So... Jerry or new owners going to want new stadium. If your stance is no public funding, let him die and sell the team, and then I'll hold the new billionaire to the same standards that I'm holding this billionaire to, let him fund his own damn stadium, I think that's a totally reasonable stance to have, and you hope that the next owner you will bank on MLB won't let them move because they've been around for 125 years, and it's Chicago. And I don't trust that. I, I, I don't trust that. I, okay. That. I I get it. It w- it would be the biggest city by far to be a one team town. But you are right, and that's what you're banking on. You're banking on the new owner to figure it out and want to stay, and, or be or have to stay, and, or have to stay. Because I mean, the, these things have they have to. It, it's 
MLB did not let Mark Cuban be the highest bidder to buy into baseball. You think a new owner owner, owner approval is a thing in in Major League Baseball? You think a new owner would end up cooperating with state government and city government and getting some public funding to do a new stadium? Was my because I I absolutely do. Uh, well, it it again, Ricketts got a tax break, but he didn't get it. Like he already he already owned the stadium. He already owned you, the stadium. United in the Center. Right, United Center was no public funding. Mm-hmm. So it's there is precedent in this town for it. But yes, I mean I've referenced it a ton. Jerry Jones also used public funding for his five billion dollar vanity yeah. project that is Jerry World. I I, I think the so obs- most of them to Shane's point do come with public funding. The obscenity of the ask for the billion plus the TIF, which is another four hundred million, and then in this most recent article, he references another nine hundred million that needs to come. The obscenity of the ask and the tone deafness of the message is so offensive that it has unleashed a torrent of, of well-deserved hate for Reinsdorf. And when t- the truth is, they'll probably end up somewhere in the middle after a negotiation. Probably. And t- listen, Tampa has competed in a worse stadium. And he's been able to spend enough money at that stadium to compete. When you got a $190 million payroll and you win 90 games, and we're talking about them having a wide-open competitive window, they, not that long ago, both drew a good number and were a good team. They've been absolutely <laughs> terrible at, at building something sustainable and, yeah. and building something good. And it can be done. It's difficult but it can be done. They, they should be as competitive as Cleveland at the very least, the frequency that Cleveland has been. Yeah. They, they, and that's because his loyalty hires and, his, and, and all of that has been so, so brutal. Tanny, how have you evolved on this? It, it really is still evolving, I would say, because this is really complicated in terms of where this thing started, where it was like we're envisioning a world w- with the next ownership and this was going to be Jerry Reinsdorf's like, last it's a gift to himself for sure, but also a gift to the fan base and something about legacy, right? Like I thought that concept that Speaks artfully, you know, brought to light was, I, 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 I was on board with that, right? Like I thought that was good because I thought it was the best thing for the White Sox franchise. I think they needed a, a hard reboot on every level. I think from their baseball side and also their public perception side. So I think a new ballpark would have gone a long way in that regard. So I was on board with it. But as Speaks just mentioned, the way this thing has all played out since we started talking about it, right? And I know we knew this was going to get ugly. Whenever you have state politics, city politics playing out in the public eye, you know it, it's going to get ugly. It's just part of it. But just how this has devolved and the quotes about you know, the 3 million fan threshold and you know, it just, it's really soured me on all of it. And then combined with the fact that I don't even like the renderings of the new park to begin with. <laughs> and this is moving so fast. You know, like I thought we, we wouldn't be talking about this for another six months or at least a year, but it's moving so fast. He wants it passed by the spring, by he, the end of the spring. He does, and I worry that they're just rushing all of it like they've like just like they've always done. Never take the time to do things the correct way for the betterment of the organization. Now they're going to rush into this ballpark, which I don't even like the renderings now. But I just and part of me is like, you know what, I, I'm I'm had it with billionaires getting everything they want if he doesn't get this i'm cool with that but i also worry and i trust danny source on the white Sox and not you know leaving town and mlb owners would never allow it but i do worry about this scenario 
where new owner comes in. Rob Manfred says, well, we 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 try to have a deal with the city of Chicago and the state of Illinois and they wouldn't let it happen. So now we owe it to this new ownership or ownership group to explore their options and move if they see fit. I worry about that becoming a thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, listen, and I'm not saying that this is ironclad. This is a person who is deep in MLB who says he does not think they would ever let it happen. Yeah, MLB deep state. Yeah, yeah, but so I just... Take it, take it for what it's worth. Like I, this is, I'm, but it's not an owner, and it's not the commissioner. So the person that I talk to doesn't have a vote. You know what I mean? It's just like he's very informed, and he is within that ecosystem, and he says he doesn't think it would ever happen. I thought that was compelling from Tanny. Um, that because, I, I mean, I, I still think there is a legacy component here that's gone on because unlike a lot of people, and certainly unlike our midday guys. I, I think Jerry does love baseball, and that origin story does dictate what he has wanted in terms of wanting to hold on to a team and build a team what he thinks is the right way. It's just that what he thinks the right way is based on Eddie Stanky and David Eckstein. So he's terrible at it. And, oh, yeah, by the way, just a footnote, I am – I do have a family. I am a homeowner, and I see the problems in this city, and I'm like, man, those resources could be better allocated. Yeah. Why can't the billionaire just – I get it. Step – one more step. You know what I mean? Not like yeah. we have to subs, you know, subsidize all of it. Yeah. Well, you know? He called all of his rich friends to buy stakes in his team. Can't call them to help fund the new right. thing. Yeah. Like, like he, You know one thing about billionaires – they know other billionaires. Mm-hmm. They, they know a lot of people with money. It's just generally they gravitate like moths to a flame. Mm-hmm. Well, they misunderstood him. They came and just bought a bunch of ribeyes, and that did absolutely nothing for the stakes of the organization. Uh, that was the issue. <laughs> that was the issue. They just Should've came to Chicago and went my, to steakhouses. And they're like, why thing. does Jerry want us to go to Boulevard? <laughs> <laughs> We're going soon. As soon as that patio opens. Can't baby. wait. Let's go. Can't wait. Uh Listen, there's a bad scenario for the Cubs we have to get into oh, at, that's at, fun. At, at some point. What, should we take more calls on the other side, Shane? People, how, how, how's this bank of calls? They're, I mean, yeah, they're waiting. They'll, they'll, they're, they, they will wait. Callers, yeah. wait. All right, we'll get to them. I, uh, I, I think it is, it's, it's the story of the moment in Chicago. All right, we'll get to them next on The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Johnny B. I'm riveted to the score. It's the last bastion of talk radio because you can just have conversation and you can let people talk and get an opinion. You know, local radio, that's it. Afternoons on the score. All right, let's take some calls. Jerry Reinsdorf says it's your fault that they're not winning because you only drew 2.9 million fans after the World Series and not 3 million. Joe in Crystal Lake is on the score. What up, Joe? Hey, boys. I can't wait for this fiasco. Uh, Parkins, you need to set the over-under on how many politicians are going to end up in the slammer for this brand-new stadium we're about to have. Maybe they can get Ron Blagojevich to broker the deal for them. Rob Blagojevich, baby. Compare him. Yeah. Uh, you know, listen, the, the, the over-under will always be 0. .5 for imprisoned politicians. Because oh, it should be higher in this na- state. Na- I, no. 
because we put more politicians in jail than most. Yeah, we're great not, at it. But not nearly as many who should be in jail. <laughs> That's true. You know what I mean? Like, think about how many bankers went to jail for the banking fiasco and the housing market crisis. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they've we, got a higher hit rate. Generally speaking, the rich people avoid jail time. <laughs> the rich and powerful, even in this state, generally, we're better oh at it God. than most. They didn't even get Madigan until he was done, basically. That's what I'm saying. Generally yeah. speaking, they still get away with it. There's so, the, point five is the over-under. Uh, I'll accept all bets up to $1,000 on either side. Yeah, all those political forces and all the, like the, the, the labor unions and everybody with like a different perspective and all these hands that are going to want to get in this till, it's going to be sloppy down there. Joe in St. Charles on the score. Hey, guys. Um, we have one baseball team. Running two baseball teams, one football team, one basketball team, one hockey team. Why do we have to have two baseball teams? Why is that so important? It's a fair question. Um, what we have for a long time, 125 years, and there's a few towns that are big enough to support two, and it's more fun to have two. It's also, it's also more profitable to the city to have two and have the tourism and the teams that come. I I wish you would have stayed on the line. I would have asked him if he was a Sox fan. I know that we have prominent White Sox fans on the station who say they are no longer White Sox fans and they do not care if they would move. And I know that they say that they are not outliers and that they speak to a lot of White Sox fans who feel that way. I, and, and I see those tweets and get those text messages as well. I have White Sox fan friends too. They all have varying degrees of apathy or outright hatred for how their team is run. But I don't personally know anyone in like my friend circle. I'm not, I obviously know Dan and Lawrence uh, who would like, Actively be for or okay with the White Sox being the Nashville White Sox. I just, I don't believe that that is the, I think that that is a thing that people say. They say it when they are angry. I generally speaking, not saying that those guys, but generally speaking, those people on Twitter, the people that text. Yeah. I, I, I think that if you woke up one day and the White Sox were straight up gone, that would be devastating to the sports fandom in that town i think that is still i think that is true for the majority of white Sox fans i i think it is it is worse than it has ever been and we talked about it in terms of just the expectations for this particular year let alone the way that the 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 window fell apart and jerry with his friendly hire of tony totally like uh, you know, harpooned the end of the rebuild and killed the whole thing. Like all of it, it, it is worse than it. And maybe I've ever seen it, but I still think the majority of White Sox fans would not want their team to leave. Jake and Decatur's on the score. Go ahead, Jake. Yeah. Hey, first off, that's crazy. That's crazy talk. Keep the White Sox. I'm telling you, there's so many, it's, Whatever happens, whatever shakes out, you're White Sox fans because you're White Sox fans. I, I, I'm a Browns fan, and when the Browns left Cleveland, I gave up on football for like five years. I was sick to my stomach. I think Tanny said yesterday he was going to give up on baseball if the White Sox left town. Whatever the cat, Joe, or whatever the hell his name is, that, that's crazy talk. Keep the White Sox no matter what. So, I mean, you got to, right? So, yeah, did, did you get back on board when your Browns all of a sudden existed again? Absolutely, I did. Okay. Absolutely, I did. Huh. And, and that's the absolute truth. I mean, I love baseball, but 
You know what I mean? When your team's gone, the team you root for your whole life, make you sick to your stomach, like Tanny said yesterday. I just wanted to – that guy before was crazy. You want to so, talk to Tanny? Tanny, you want to talk to this guy? What did you say yesterday, Tanny? God, he's so right. <laughs> Thank you, Jake. Jake rules. That's right. He did, Tanny. You did. Yesterday you said if the White Sox left town that you were done, you were done with baseball for a while. And I, and I swear to God that's exactly how I felt. And then the Ravens had all that success. And I was like, Jesus Christ. You know, that's terrible. <laughs> but, but Tanny, that's right. Keep them there if there's people that – that love that. Anyhow, hey, yeah. I gotta go. All right, Jake, there you go. go. Yeah, so, so, sorry to keep you, Jake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Jake. <laughs> what Why are you talking? No, about? I said yesterday. You know, if the Sox moved, yeah. I wouldn't like baseball again. Yeah, know? I really. Did you hear that during yeah. the QB one town hall? You said that yesterday. Maybe not yesterday. Yeah, I think it was going. Might have been ago. the day before. Yeah. Um, I, when he said the Browns, I thought he meant the St. Louis Browns, who left to become the Baltimore Orioles in 1953. No, Cleveland Browns. You got it. Yeah. I got that there. Ever since this Eddie Goodell stunts, you know, I really <laughs> haven't watched them as much. Oh man, Alex in Downers Grove. Hi, Alex. Hey, guys, how many times are we going to let Jerry off the hook? I mean, he doesn't put a winning team on the field. Mm-hmm. He's got a sweetheart of a deal yep. in the city right now. He's at a ballpark where, let's be honest, he didn't really do anything with the ballpark. He hasn't really built it up or anything. So how many times are we going to let him off the hook? Yeah. In, I, in what in what you mean by allowing for the stadium to be publicly funded? Yes. I mean, listen, man, it, it's not going to be up to us. Well, let, let me ask you, how do you think they're going to build it correctly now? If they if they get the new stadium, are they going to build it correctly? Is Jerry going to do all this stuff and build it up and do all this? Hey, your cynicism is well-earned. It, yeah, it, the last know, ones have not gone well. And, and, and as, as Tanny said, not yesterday, but earlier today, um, like he, he doesn't love the renderings. I think the renderings are okay. But, I mean, the fact okay. that they're just okay. It, the fact that they're hurrying like this is a little scary considering how many mistakes they made the last time. And you hope they have collaboration. I, I hear you, Alex. I, I hear you. The I, spot is perfect. I think the spot will be gone by the time the next owner has a chance to do something. It's like you're going into a dog shelter to adopt like a really well-behaved two-year-old dog, and then that dog's not available. And you're like, well, I'm not leaving without one, so let me get this puppy that I'm not ready for at all. It's the same kind of thing. Any, any experience? No. In, 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 in that regard? <laughs> Any experience in that regard? And a high-profile person comes in and takes that dog. <laughs> and, then, and then Rob Manfred doesn't allow the dog to leave in the first place. Doesn't even like dogs. How's Weller? How's Weller doing? Oh, it's fine. He's fine. Okay. Yeah, he's chill. He's chill puppy. He's, he's not yeah, chill. He's not that bad. The first chill puppy in the history of puppies. He's not that bad. <laughs> I saw your tweet the other night. You were looking for. I need some place with a lot of space and a fence because this dog needs to run. Did you find some place? No. No. Oh. No. I went for my first run in two years today. Oh. <laughs> Just for the dog. Send this man to an enormous dog park. My God, we got to find something for you. I mean, there's great dog parks around here, but just not where where you're living for fenced-in areas. Yeah, there's nothing out by me. That sucks, dude. That sucks. He needs some space. There's got there's got to be like a football stadium or something you can just let, just set up an obstacle course around all the grills. You know what? They should set. (laughs) (laughs) They should do a dog park on the on the side of the 78. There you go. (laughs) There you go. 
there, there will I'm be not one. paying for it. There will be one. You know that spot, Shane, up on the on the north side of the river over by Erie Cafe? Like right over there uh, where yeah. the river bends, there's a dog park there. When they built all those new buildings there, you're building a community. Like that was one of the other plans for the 78, like four or five years ago that almost happened. What about up like by the I-88 corridor, <sighs> kind of by the top? Lot of yeah, space there. It. Lot of space there. I haven't considered it. You don't want your dog to get shot at Top Golf. There was a great Tanny's open today. Really made me laugh, and uh, and then it's, it's, okay, it's tough right now for White Sox fans. Mm-hmm. Gotta be honest. While much better this moment in time, not great in terms of the news for the Cubs either. Parkinson Spiegel on the score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.